and we are live lead off talk with myself caitlin joined by always joined by gabe as always wow i again i didn't fuck up the intro but i fucked up introducing you <laughs> my co-host awesome 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 gabe how's it going there bud it's going great now how's it going with you it's going swell <laughs> it's going awesome uh so you might be listening to this either on Trunch time with Caitlin or lead off talk. Um, considering these next two episodes are going to be trading deadline, like talk and MLB talk about you know what the Indians could do and the moves made around the league. You know, I decided and you know G- Gabe was cool with me posting the audio to both uh, podcast sites. So whether you're listening on Crunch Time with Caitlin or lead off talk, thanks for checking it out. But first, before we get into any trading deadline stuff, Gabe, the new name yep. of the Cleveland Indians. <laughs> Your thoughts on the Guardians? Oh, God. See, okay, I don't mind it as much the more I think about it, just because it actually, in Cleveland, means something. You know what I mean? With, like, the statues and everything. But oh, it just, it's just frustrating because... <sighs> What do you root for? The Guardians. It just doesn't like roll off your tongue. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, and I'm not saying spiders was better, but I actually did like the spiders. I know no one else. I know you hate the spiders. I um, just my thought is who likes spiders? <laughs> I know, I get it. I like just that's, I, that's I don't know. literally my thought process. Like right. if you were if if somebody were to pull like spiders, negative or positive reaction to spiders, <laughs> it's probably like 70% think they're awful. Yeah, no, you're you're probably right. I mean, I think the more I listen, I see the name Guardians, I'll probably like it. I, it does mean something to Cleveland, which is nice. Mm-hmm. The sta- I mean, I, I every time I go to Cleveland, I always look at those statues. So, yeah, I like it. I actually don't mind the lettering and all that. Um, the actual logo, I don't like. I hope they kind of fix that. I don't know. Maybe maybe you might like it. I don't know. It doesn't seem great to me, but I'm excited. It's it's a new thing, and if we're gonna do it. We might as well do it anyway. So fuck it. Yeah, I mean. Like the logo itself, meh. Like, like I think it, it'll look cool on a hat, but like outside of that, like on merch, I think they're gonna have to do something a little bit cooler. For yeah. Like the actual logo, but I think like, like the statue mo- head or something would have been cool. In my it, opinion, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, yeah, but at the same time, man, just my I, like I, I joked around about it on Jack's podcast when we talked about it. Like imagine if it was like a guardian, a guardian's head, and theoretically the guardian's a white guy and an like white guy replacing an Indian, probably subconsciously, probably isn't a good thing. I don't know. Um, That's true. They could have made it gray though. Just look, make it look like just like the statue. Yeah, just make it the statue. Like, I don't know. But everybody's got a problem with something these days. Yeah, yeah of course. And, and that was my whole that was my whole thing. Like I would have thought it would have been hilarious. Like I just think it's hilarious that like in reality it's a bunch of white people just getting offended over like the Indian name and right. like Chief Wahoo and shit. So like, okay, let's white people kicked out the Indians yet again. <laughs> so but like the Guardian, but like you know, the Guardians, whatever. I like it. I just need to go to Galaxy now. That's the only issue. Yeah. Well, I'll be honest with you. I didn't watch any of the movies, so. Is Star Wars going to be the starting picture for us? And Dax, act like a nerd. Okay, go ahead. Continue. 
but I mean, I, I do, I don't know. I mean, like everything's going to be the same except like the actual name, like the logos, right. like the logo, the like even like, even like the, the script guardians, it's yeah, going to be basically Indian. the same. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, it's, there's, it's just spelled out as guardians. And the, the C is just a regular C. It just looks like they put a, a strain around it and pull it tight. Yeah. And I kind of like it because it's like kind of, you know, it has Unique. like retro kind of 1970s yeah. vibe to it. Yep. Um, which I, I really like. Um, the only thing I don't really like was the, and they put it on like the mock uniforms, was the, I think it was like the Cleveland when it was spelled out. It yeah. just looked a little cartoony. Yes. It, it looked like if you went into paint and then made like a te- like a text box and you just spelled out Cleveland and like a like three different fonts you know what I mean right like oh, yeah. that's what I felt like it, it looked like it just looked sloppy and messy but like the script I like that they kept like the um like the underline after the s going underneath like the guardians like they do the Indians I liked it I think it's you know kind of unique to Cleveland and stuff um and I mean, everything else, the jerseys are going to be the same. So, I mean, right. it, it's not going to be that, I, I don't think it's going to be that crazy of a, of a difference. No. Besides, just no. besides, like, the actual name of, like, Cleveland Indians and Guardians. Right. And they ought to, re- they ought to redo the whole stadium now and take out all the Indian stuff and everything, but. See, obviously, like, the sign, you know, home of the Indians and then, like, the Indians on the scoreboard. But other than that, they've kind of gone away with a lot yeah, of like true. the the really bad thing. Because like, if anything, you could just be like, "Yeah, you know, we're the Guardians now, but this is this was home of the Indians for what?" Right. Twenty. And you years, you can't find Chihuahua around that stadium anywhere anymore. No, that, no, you you really can't. Uh, and if it is, it's it's you know in the past. So it's yeah. just like, okay, it's, like showing it's part of the history. On. Yeah, it's like part right. of the history of it. So, you know. It's going to be, it's going to feel weird though in 60 years we're watching they're wearing retro Cleveland Indians uniforms. Well, right? that's the other thing too, right? <laughs> like, are they going to, when they do retro jerseys, they, they got to go the Indians, right? They got to, right? They might just be the ones that say Cleveland on them. Uh-oh. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I'm all for the Indians, especially with like retro, because that's not, it's not like it's our name anymore. You know what I mean? Just what it was. I'm yeah, all like, for it. Like, I hope they, I mean, I hope they're able to, like, go back to, you know, I'm, I'm wearing one of, like, the giveaway jerseys. It's, like, the 1974, 1975, like, the all red ones. Um, right. Oh, yeah. Jersey. Nice. Like, yeah. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm wearing one right now, and it's just, like, I, I just love those jerseys so much. That shit. If they could, if they can make guardians, but like have like the just the like blood red uh, jerseys again, and like the the pants, I would be all for it. I, I'm I'm a huge fan of those. Like like playing video games, I oh, always yeah. use. I'd always use those jerseys. Like if you if you play like MVP I baseball, like if you played MVP baseball yeah. 05, you could unlock them, and I would just wear those <laughs> all the time. Because mm-hmm. they're just so ugly and just so <laughs> perfect at the same. Time. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's the jerseys that um, Frank Robinson wore when he hit the home run, like those like burnt red jerseys. Just, <laughs> just a huge fan of them. But like, yeah, I guess. Or you know, could they go back to? And I don't know if you like these. Uh, if you like these, but like the mid 2000s, like the home alternate with the scripted eye 
and like I actually sweater. did like them a lot and like the vest jerseys where it was just yeah. like the sleeves were navy blue and then the jerseys mm-hmm. were white with is the it eye. is it bad when I think of those jerseys the only player I think of and I should think of like Grady size more but who I think of is Kerry Wood that, I don't yeah, know that is, why that is but really that's weird. who I that's who I think about wearing the jersey. I thought you were going to say Bill Selby because he hit the grand slam off of <laughs> yeah. Mariano nope, Carry Wood. That's weird. That is kind of weird. <laughs> that is weird. He only he only pitched for us like, like for one two or years. two years. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> yeah, I, I love those jerseys. I, I'm a big fan of of those jerseys. Um, enough jersey talk. The trading deadline is a day away. And we are recording this at 11.45 on Wednesday night. Um, There's been multiple trades that have happened throughout the pretty much last two weeks, Um, starting with one right before the the All-Star break. Uh, The Braves traded for Jock Peterson, which kind of like sparked everything because we all thought, hey, you know, Braves trading for Jack. Jack was only on a one-year deal, but he had like a team option for next year. I mean, we kind of predicted like, yeah, the Cubs are probably going to sell on our last episode. Right. Um, but yeah, Jack Peterson to the one guy I forgot. Braves. Yeah, the one guy we did forget who was on like a <laughs> yeah. one-year deal. Who the guy that was the easiest one to get traded out of yeah. the whole group? <laughs> yeah, for real. So let's just start there. Jack Peterson to the to the uh, Braves and the Braves. What are they? Five hundred baseball team now. Yeah. I mean, honestly, he could get traded again yeah. in the next couple of days, depending on what the Braves want to do. But, I mean, it makes sense for the Braves. I mean, they Ozuna's obviously out for the rest of the year. I, I'm pretty positive on that. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Acuna is obviously out for the rest of the year. Yep. Um, so they needed the help in the outfield. And I heard they even made a push for uh, Adam Duvall today. So they might not be done dealing. But, um, yeah, I mean, Jock's, Jock is who he is. He's going to mash the ball, but also get out a ton and not have a good average. And he's, I, I don't I don't know the metrics, but he's I think he's like a subpar defender now. I don't know the metrics, so don't quote me on that. But uh, yeah, I, I mean it's a move the Braves had to make if they think they're still winning. They had to go out and get that. And a guy like him, it was cheap. I think they gave him one minor leaguer, wasn't even that high up in the system, so it was a good move by him. Yeah, and then they they also like the next day they went out and they got Stephen Bolt from the Diamondbacks yeah. for another minor league first baseman. Weird they traded two minor league first basemen in two deals, but. Yeah. And then fast forwarding to July 22nd, the Rays acquire DH Nelson Cruz and right handed pit- pitcher Kelvin Thatcher from the Twins for right handed pitcher Joe Joe Ryan and Drew Strotman, who I believe one of those guys was in the. I believe one of those guys was in the deal with the. Uh, with the Brewers in the Willie Domus trade. I think oh, it was okay. that Drew, Drew Strotman guy. I believe. Okay, yeah, I, I think you're right. And I'll let you take this one. You talk, what, do you, what do you think about this one? Well, I've, man, what sucked is he gets traded on Thursday. The Indians blow <laughs> the game to the Rays on Thursday night. And then Friday, he's in the lineup for the, uh, for the Rays against the Indians, and he jacks a home run off of uh, Zach Plezak. It's just like, well. Fuck. And then yeah, I think he hit one on Sunday too, but luckily the Indians won that game. Um, right. You know what's weird for I so I believe the Rays have used the most lineups in baseball. Mm-hmm. I think and it's the like, DH never hits. 
Yeah, and their DH never hits. Now they have a number three hitter. Mm-hmm. And that's just how they're going to build their lineup around it. It's yeah. going to be and they, they have a number three third. hitter. Yeah. Yeah. All the time. And, you know, power in the middle of their lineup. I mean, shit, if those guys hit, it's just crazy. You know, obviously Austin Meadows has, you know, that kind of hit or miss power, but he, man, he was on a tear against the Indians. Yeah. Uh, G Man Choi, who didn't hit a home run for, for three weeks, hit, hit all he did, every time he put the ball in play, it was an extra base hit against the Indians. Mm-hmm. Um, he hit second. Brandon game. Lau hit just monster nukes against us every time we play him. Dude, Lau, uh, I mean, it's weird that how their lineup's kind of constructed because if you look at it, you know, Brandon Lau, not the most prototypical leadoff hitter. I mean, he's hitting, I believe at the time he was hitting like 218, but he had yeah. like 22 home runs. You know, Mike Zanino, they're an all-star. Hits eighth. And like, hits yeah, 200, like 185. Yeah. But he, <laughs> he also has like 22 home runs. And then like in the middle, it's like those weird guys, like like Yandy Diaz and Joey Wendell, weirdly yeah. all former Indians prospects. But now, you know, you add Nelson Cruz. I mean, that is a giant get. And I mean, obviously, he was going to stay in the American League if he was going to get traded. Um, right. Uh, it's a great deal for the Rays. And for like I, numerous reasons. Yeah. And now, whether it's a right handed pitcher or left handed pitcher, they know he's our DH. He's hitting third. Now, right. is it a good thing that you have a Rosa Reina and Austin Meadows always playing the field? Probably not. But. Whatever they like defensively, Nelson Nelson Cruz is gonna make up. Uh, right, and also what helps that too, like you said, they're all those two guys are always gonna be in the lineup too. You know what I mean, defensively yep. they're not great, but it also helps that when you have probably what a top three center fielder defensively in baseball is Kevin Kiermaier. So I mean, he's gonna cover those gaps for him. So that's always nice to know. Yeah, I mean, that is the one thing with them. It's just like we have Kevin Kiermaier. If he hits seventh, eighth, or ninth in our lineup, it really doesn't matter because what yep. he gives us defensively, I mean, I think he's the best defensive center fielder in the game. Um, I think all the analytics also point to that. Yeah. And, I, mean, I, I didn't know for sure. I knew Buxton was up there for a while, too, but I think it is Kilmeyer. And I think ha- Hayden Bader's making a case, too, lately. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, weirdly enough, the Rays trade for uh, – they trade for Nelson Cruz. But then the next day, they trade in uh, really a trade. I kind of forgot it happened. They trade Rich Hill, who was having a oh, pretty yeah. solid year for them. Uh, he had a 3.87 ERA in 19 starts with the Rays. Um, he gets traded to the Mets for relief pitcher Tommy Hunter and Matt Dyer, for, uh, catcher. Um, I mean, he's just a uh, Dyer. I'm reading it right now. Dyers is a 23-year-old catching prospect in low A. So, I mean, you're in 23 low A. In 23 in low A? Yeah, yeah that's, yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, Tommy Hunter, let's see. He's been hurt since May, but apparently they hope he'll, he'll be back. Uh, right, and he's played in Tampa before. Yeah. Yeah, that's, a, that's, that's one of those – Moves that like it, it makes you wonder that they made that move because they brought in the money and proves so they had to get rid of money and they thought Rich Hill would be his one to move. And I mean, mm-hmm. it's like one of those question mark moves, but also they could have got rid of them because they're just tired of getting them grunt every time we threw the ball. So, that's I mean, true. there's many reasons why <laughs> that's true. I mean, that's yeah, that's one of the things he struggled. 
the the right of the lefty has struggled as late at, at yeah, has struggled of late posting a 5.40 ERA and lasting more than five innings in just one of his previous seven starts. Oh, okay, so yeah, okay, that makes more sense then. But you know, he's a free agent at the end of the year, and the Mets at the time missing Degrom, Carrasco, uh, Noah Syndergaard, and David Pearson. So they yeah. obviously need pitching, like a ton of pitching. So. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just that's a weird move. I kind of forgot yeah. it happened because the Rays have so much. And it's weird. Like, there's a number of guys who potentially could be on the move by Friday, like pitching wise. And, you know, like Charlie Morton, he could literally be back with the Rays by Friday. Yeah. Yeah. And it wouldn't surprise anybody. Nope. Um, because Michael Walker has been a little up and down this year. I think he's like a five ERA. Um, they like to do, use their bullpen games a lot. I mean, I, I was at the game Saturday, and they that's that's how they ran it. Um, what are your thoughts on bullpen games? Just I hate them. Really off talk. Really? Yeah, I, they, it, it just uh, – I don't know. It just frustrates me when I just see guys go two to three innings and they get taken out for a guy that goes another two innings. They get taken out for a guy that goes two innings. I don't know. It just – You think uh, it's more efficient, though? That's, like, it is. It, because it, 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 like, it's me sound like an old man. Yeah, because like if you're a relief pitcher, if you go, I mean, if you're any pitcher, the, your batting average once through the lineup is always going to be way lower than it is twice, you know, two times, two or three times through the lineup. Right. And no, it makes is, sense. Which is why I don't, I get it to an extent, like why the Indians couldn't do it when they had all these like injuries to the rotation when they basically didn't have anybody. But you can't tell me that giving J.C. Mejia, at Uh, least throwing him out there for five innings and him giving up four or five runs, like you can't tell me that that's better than having Phil Maton go two innings and then, you know, like maybe even Mejia, you know, come in, but he only has to face, you know, the, the, uh, you know, two innings worth of, worth of batters, you know what I mean? Right. No, yeah. So, like, I don't know. I've seen enough of Mejia to go, at least with him. I, I don't understand trying to milk it more than, you know, maybe one and a half times through the lineup. I just right. No, I, I hundred percent agree. And especially him and Hedges are the same way to me. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And Hedges, if he can come out of the bullpen and throw strikes, I mean, that's really what you want. But. Yeah, sorry for the weirdly off topic. About no, you're good. Games, but, I'm used to this with us. Uh, let's see. July 26th, the Padres acquire second baseman slash outfielder Adam Frazier and cash from the Pirates. Adam Frazier, who was an all-star game starter, voted in, um, weirdly yep. enough. And they'll be litter. Hit the litter. Yep. For a shortstop that I can't pronounce his name, but who's <laughs> apparently a top prospect. Um, okay. An outfielder, Jack, I can't pronounce his last name, and, and a right-handed pitcher. So let's see. I believe the shortstop was the eighth-ranked prospect. Wait, no, fifth-ranked prospect. In, in the Padres system? system? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a, that, it's a, it's a really good trade because you get a really good player, but it's also like one that's like kind of fascinating to me because they all – the rumors are going to play him in the outfield. Mm-hmm. 
But now I'm hearing that they might play him at second, but Chrome with at first, and Hosmer might be the odd man out. Yeah. So because I guess, I guess they're trying to move him, but I don't know who I, I don't know what team takes That's that contract on. That's a lot yeah. of money. Even a lot if, of money, and he's even if, now. Yeah, and even if they pay a bulk of it, I mean, it's just it's I don't see how it'd be worth it. And it's this is they don't have the waiver wire trade or the waiver uh, trades like they have in the past right. few years. They got rid of it, I believe it was two years ago, where an Eric Hosmer who's getting paid a ton of money would be a perfect waiver deal. Um, right. Yeah, I just yeah, I just don't. They they, they, know, they might have to like attach a top twenty prospect with them and and also pay his contract just to ship him out. Like yeah, it might be one of those. Like you'd have to. I feel like. Yeah, because I mean, you'd think, and they've been linked to a lot of uh, starting pitching. Like, let's just say, Eric Cosmer's in a trade for Max Scherzer. Let's just say hypothetically, and they give yeah. up a top prospect for. Um, for Max Scherzer, and then they try to attach the Hosmer money. Well, if you're if you're the Nationals, like you're not gonna play Eric Hosmer at first base. You know what I mean? He right. it's not like he has a he, he played outfield before, so you can't put him there. And I mean, you, I don't, yeah, I don't even know what team. Yeah, like you, yeah. like how you. Like I said, they're gonna have to they have to give a good prospect and have to pay most of that contract to get rid of him. You know, maybe the Rangers would do it, and I know they just made they traded Gallagher uh, just a little bit ago, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But maybe the Rangers, because like you, they could maybe DH him, and he gets. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, you get like the uh, you get Kyle Gibson in a in a trade, and then Eric Hosmer, and like a few top prospects come back, just to get like you said, get rid of that that awful contract, or you know. I mean, you're you're the Padres now. You can you can deal with that contract. I mean, right? You know, it was a weird contract to begin with. I, I didn't understand what what was it like a seven year, one hundred and fifty six million dollar deal for Eric. Yeah, it's stupid. Yeah, it didn't make yeah, it didn't even make sense mm-hmm. when it happened. Let alone right. I mean, we knew this this was going to happen. You're going to be what three years in and looking to get rid of that contract. Um, Right. But I don't know if they expected to then go out and pay Manny Machado $300 million. <laughs> and then, you know, they had uh, Tatis and, you know, the, the star he's become. So, yeah, I don't know, man. That's it, It's a weird – it's definitely weird. It's even crazier because they had that – they also have Kim on that team who's a really good second baseman who has a really good games for them. And he – now it's going gonna, it's gonna to be hard for him to find a bat. Yeah, they gave him a significant amount of money, too. Yeah, they gave him four years. I forgot what they gave him, but yeah, they gave him a four-year deal. And, I mean, Frazier, they have, what, what, two more years at this, or is is this It's uh, one more, more. so he'll be a free agent after next year. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, Cronenworth has done everything you want him to do, so that's, I mean, they have three guys who can be starting second base on most teams in the league. Yeah, yep. And then, I mean, and their outfield is still stacked because they have uh, Will Myers. Um, Yep. Center field's locked up for a long time with Trent Grisham. Tommy Pham's been hitting a lot better recently, so you know it's it's weird. I I don't know what they're gonna do. It'll be interesting to see, but it's also a weird like embarrassment of riches because if Hosmer doesn't play every day or maybe only plays against right-handers, well, he's still somebody who has a lot of postseason season experience, won a World Series in Kansas City, so you know 
I guess it could be worse. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Uh, let's see. Uh, also in the 26, the Yankees acquired Clay Holmes, right-handed pitcher from the Padres, for infielder Diego Castillo and Hoy Park. Um, I have no idea about any of these guys. Um, yeah, that, that's a little deal. Yeah, they weren't ranked in the top 30 for the Yankees prospects. Um, and Holmes, 28 years old, uh, 52 or 42 relief innings with a 4.93 ERA. That Yankees bullpen needs help. Um, and But the dude, he's a ground ball pitcher. Uh, I'm literally just reading off some MLB. Oh, yeah, yeah, he has a 72.4% uh, ground ball rate. So, you know, I guess it's better than just giving up nukes like they have been the last uh, right. handful of days. But, yeah, I mean, it's a weird trade. Probably one nobody really expected. But, I mean, I guess it's one of those trades where, you never if you're the Pirates, you're probably trying to get rid of this guy anyway. You know, to bring in a, a younger player and whatever prospects you can get for him is whatever you can get I, for him. I did hear on Twitter that the guy that the Yankees gave up, the Hoy Pack, the whole Hoy Park. Yep. Is it Pack? Um, oh, Park. Yankees Twitter was like saying like they can't wait to see what he can actually do now. So it sounds like he was blocked for a long time. So who knows? Maybe the Pirates actually got like a good little piece there that just no one knows about. But yeah, that's as much as I can put on that deal. I don't know much about those guys. Yeah, they said uh, Park, who made his MLB debut on July 16th, has batted 327 in 48 games in AAA. So, yeah, okay. Yeah. That's pretty That's pretty good. 326. Yeah. 326, so, 327. With the Pirates, that's, that's, uh, that might get rid of Frazier. You might be the second best player on the team now. Yeah, yeah, for real. <laughs> um, the uh, Also on the 26th, the A's acquire left-handed pitcher Andrew Chafin from the Cubs for an outfielder, uh, Greg Beachman and right-handed pitcher Daniel. I don't know, right-handed pitcher. Good underrated, underrated move by the A's right there. Yeah. Good um, left the other pen. Yep, and the Cubs get back a the number nine uh, player in Oakland's. Uh, that's, a good, that's a good get though for just a bullpen arm. Yeah, uh, he's twenty-six years old, hitting three hundred. Uh, four home runs, seven steals in 59 games in AAA. Okay. I mean, okay. 20, 26, 26 is kind of old, yeah, so maybe it, maybe it isn't that good of a get, but either way, I mean, that's that's better than you get most times for just a bullpen arm, yeah, but, especially I one mean, that wasn't, like, highly sought out. Yeah, but if he could be just a solid outfielder and now yeah. you have him under control for another seven years in his prime. I yeah, mean, like, the, like the Giants with the Yaz. Yeah, like exactly. Just one of the late, late bloomer guys. Yeah, exactly. Um, so this is the weirdest trade, I think, of all the trading deadline. Oh, please tell me it's Seattle's. It is. Uh, from, that, <laughs> from yesterday, July 27th, the Astros acquire right-handed pitcher Kendall Graveman and Rafael Montero from the Mariners for third baseman Abraham Toro and right-handed pitcher Joe Smith. So let's just set the stage for this trade. Um, they're playing each other, the Mariners <laughs> and the Astros. Um, this trade happens, I believe it was, they're playing in Seattle. So it was like, what, 2 p.m.? for at, Right before a game at 7 p.m. for them? Mm-hmm. Kendall Graveman, all-star pitcher, 
all-star closer for Seattle, right? He was an all-star, I believe. Yeah, I'm almost positive. Gets traded to an division uh, to the Astros, an in-division rival. I just, I, I just don't understand. One of the best relievers in baseball getting traded to your rival. And let's just set the stage. The Mariners, at the time of the trade, were only a game back from the second wild card. Yeah, it makes. And the GM, all he said was, "We have. It's gonna make sense. We have more moves to come. Unless you're getting Craig Kimball, the the deal still doesn't make sense to me." Well, this, not, the it, deal doesn't make sense regardless because no, yeah, yeah. Abraham Toro, I mean, he's what I, I believe. He, I mean, he's been brought up a couple times, but you know, he's he hasn't really. Yeah, he could great. be good, but there's nothing special yet. And Joe Smith, I think everybody knows what Joe Smith is at, at this point of his career. He's not a he's not a great uh, bullpen guy. Um, nope. And you're getting rid of your closer and weirdly enough Montero who got um who got DFA'd he was their closer to start the year he blew like five or six saves um I believe he leads the league in in uh, blown saves and then he got DFA'd uh, after he got traded yeah but it just and trading, the whole team's pissed yeah and that's the other thing the whole team's pissed uh Graveman, yeah. he owns a 0.82 ERA in 10 saves this season <laughs> Yeah, I mean, 33 innings, he's only getting about 15 hits. Are you like, what are we, what are they? Uh, that's just, it, the funny thing is, like, what was it? Who's their GM? Diplo? It's like Diplo, Diplomato, yeah, something like that. Yeah, something like that. But he came in, he took over there like two or three years ago. Remember, he took in, like, he did, like, he broke out like, the record, the amount of trades he made, and like, in the offseason, he was just yeah. making trades to make trades. Like, this is mm-hmm. one of those things to me. It's like one of those things where he just felt like he needed to make a deal. Like, it makes no sense. Like, if you're talking about the right now, the Indians, that's like the Indians trading Karachuk to the White Sox and getting back, like, Danny Mendick. Yeah. I was like, it, what? Yeah. Why? It, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. Danny Mendick or, or, um, or, or like, one of their, their outfielders. Like, what? It yeah. Yeah. It just, it's like, yeah. It, it just makes sense. no sense. Yeah. I think there was a quote from one of the Mariners players. None of them went on the record, but, like, they all just ripped. Like they all, nobody put their name behind their group. right, but they all put like the one guy was just like, dude sets up in the box and he plays fantasy baseball. He has yeah. no idea what's going on in the locker room, <sighs> and it's it's and, it's truly ridiculous that like yeah, that's what it looks like too. That's what's sad. Like you hear that quote and you're like, yeah, that that looks like like it just ah, it just it's it's it's, 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 it's infuriating. It, honestly, it it screams trade machine. On MLB the show in franchise. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Big. it's like if it's like if you're the Astros and you're just like, hey, let's try to find a trade for for uh Kendall Graveman. I need a bullpen guy. And then like yeah. this is the trade that they bring up. They bring up Toro, who's I mean, yeah, he's what 23, 24 years old, uh corner infielder. So he probably takes over for title seeker at the end of the year because they already said they weren't gonna bring him back next year. Um because he has a team option. Maybe Kyle, Kyle Seager gets moved, maybe, by... Friday. Who knows? At this point, they could move very better. Seattle is so weird to me now. that they're, Who knows? They could trade anybody. Yeah, it just... It, it doesn't make any sense. I just... I mean, if you're the Astros, you just go, uh, yes, please, thank you. Um, but 
yeah i just i'm just i'm just completely shocked at that move i it, do, it Talk, doesn't can I, can I take one sidebar here yeah go ahead talking about the show real quick uh our buddy pat fuck off he got another trout. That's it. That's all I'm going to say about it. But fuck off. Okay. He got go ahead. another he trout. He just pulled another in- trout. The, the 90 plus finish in the program. Dude, he's, dude. That's how I pulled my trout. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, That's go ahead. Awesome. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, I just didn't understand that trade. It was silly. Makes no sense. If you're the Mariners, if I'm a Mariners fan, I'm furious. You're for the first time in forever you're finally competing you're right there and you get rid of your closer who's been the best reliever in baseball for again a future move it just uh, it's just so stupid it doesn't make any sense uh let's see the so earlier today july uh, 28th 28th. The Reds acquire right-handed pitcher Luis Sessa and left-handed pitcher Justin Wilson from the Yankees for a player to be named later. So this screamed, like, getting rid of money. Yeah, this this screamed another move was coming. Obviously, we know what move we'll talk about it later, but we know the move that happened. But, yeah, this the, at the time it screamed, like you said. They got rid of the Wilson contract, two guys off their 40-man. I mean, it helps yeah. the Reds, too. I mean, the Reds. Like I'm reading right here, the Reds bullpen ERA is 5.36, the worst in, in baseball. So, and Sessa has been pretty solid. I mean, he has uh, two more years of arbitration. So, um, okay, yeah, you know, it's, I like that. He'll be in he'll be in their bullpen for a while, and then Justin Wilson uh, has a player option for next year at 2.3 million. Uh, but it, it at the time it just screamed like it, it just screamed something's coming. Something's coming. Yeah, they had to open yeah. up roster space, maybe cut a little bit of money uh, right. around the edges. Which I mean, is Justin, weird hearing the Yankees cut money. Yeah, and Wilson hasn't been good this year, but Sessa, Sessa 2.82 ERA through 38, 38 in a third inning. Uh, he's only allowed two earned runs in his past 11 in a third inning, dating back to June 15th. Okay. He's been, I mean, like yeah. I said, Sessa's he's been, been good. Really, the, a lone bright spot for for the Yankees um, recently w- when it comes to their bullpen. But right. yeah, I just I just thought it was kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I, obviously they have bigger fish to fry, and we'll talk about that later. And we'll talk about what more to come about the uh, what's coming up for the Yankees. So okay, the Mariners they trade away Kendall Graveman, but they sneak into the Tyler Anderson sweepstakes. So originally mm-hmm. Tyler Anderson from the Padres or the Pirates, it sounded like a done deal to the Phillies. That fell through. Yep. Phillies guy failed the physical. Yeah. I yeah. Uh yeah, one of the players uh, failed their physical. Anderson who was already scratched from the start, he didn't start, was then traded to the Mariners for uh catcher Carter Bins and uh, right-handed pitcher Joaquin Tejada, and you know Anderson, you know f- solid, you know guy. You know, I mean, uh, he's not. I great, probably wouldn't just no. But you know, hey, he's somebody who you can give the ball to every fifth day and hopefully get five innings from. You know, 
Also, what I find interesting, have you seen Seattle's uh, rotation? No, I haven't. I'm pretty positive. Now, with, like, I don't know how, like, what it is in real, like, right now, like, I know, like, just looking at at the past, Mm -hmm. they're, like, top five or six are all lefties. And now Mm -hmm. you add Anderson, there's another lefty. So I don't know if they're just trying to make a lefty, just whole lefty team over there. Yeah, so, yeah, Kikuchi's, like, their number one guy. Yeah, and Marco then, Gonzalez is lefty. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Marco Gonzalez. Uh, Justin Sheffield. Oh, Sheffield, and yeah. now him. Yeah. And then, like, the only said, one there what, isn't is that Go- Gilbert, the one yeah, they call Logan, up. Yeah, Logan Gilbert. Yeah, that is, hmm. That is interesting. Yeah. I mean, I was, like, I was looking been, at it. I was like, wow. I mean, Anderson's been around, so maybe it's just like a veteran. I don't, yeah. I don't know. But it, and like you said, he, he'll give you the innings. You know what you're going to get for him. It's one of those guys. Yeah, just, he's not gonna do anything just, special. It's just weird. Again, like there's got to be a, another giant move for a bullpen. There, there has to be. I just like I said, unless they, the only way you look at that trade, see, like the, even even if they get Kimball, like it still doesn't make sense. The why you trade him to the guy at the team you're chasing. Now, yeah, nothing about the trade makes sense. But go ahead, sorry. No, I just I'm trying to rationalize it too, and it just like it just doesn't make any sense. And I know this is a baseball podcast where we try to break things down, but <laughs> I don't know. You know what I mean? Right. Like, oh, why yeah. would why would a team in contention trade that that's in, number uh, like they're in contention, they're in third place, so they're chasing trade their best reliever to a division rival who's above <laughs> them, who really doesn't need any help anyway. Right. I just I. And, and this guy's been the best reliever in baseball. That's yeah. the other thing. That he's had a 0.82 ERA. 0.82. Like, that's insane. Oh, yeah. I just, yeah, I don't, it, yeah, didn't make much sense to me. But they, they get the Mariners to get Tyler Anderson. Like I said, there's got to be something else in the works when it comes to uh, uh, the Mariners and their bullpen and really their lineup because I, I have this weird feeling that Kyle Seager is going to be on the move and that's where they try to snag a, a bullpen guy but even that it's just like it, it's like you're what is the saying you rob Peter to to pay Paul it just doesn't yeah. make, it just doesn't make any sense to me doesn't make sense yeah it would never make sense uh and then earlier today the Reds acquired Michael Givens from the Rockies for right-handed pitcher Case Williams and Noah Davis. Um, Reds again bolstering their bullpen. Givens. Yeah, those are deal about the Reds, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah, I like Givens a, a lot. I was hoping the Indians would have gotten him a, a couple years ago. Um, yeah, when we were with Baltimore. Yeah, yeah, when yep. he was with uh, Baltimore. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know what you're going to get with Givens. He's a solid right-handed pitcher out of your bullpen. He's, I, I believe, he's played in the playoffs before with, with Baltimore too. So he's got mm-hmm. that, um, that built in, you know, experience. And he's been a closer. He's been an eighth man, eighth inning guy, seventh inning guy. Yeah. Basically exactly. Wherever you want. Yeah. And this year, I mean, looking at his stats, a 2.73 ERA, 34 strikeouts in 29 and two thirds innings this season. That's pretty good. Um, yeah. Especially with being in Colorado. Yeah. And the Reds, they give up their number 20 and their number 26 prospect. Uh, Williams is a 19-year-old right-hander, and Davis is a 24-year-old right-hander. So maybe you see Noah Davis at some point. Uh, right. Who was their number 26 prospect? But I mean, 
it's one of those trades where if you're again if you're Cincinnati you're probably not getting uh, Kimbrel you know in the division you're not going to give up that price so right you might as well just try to you know pick a few guys from from you know they got, a, two, they got a solid guy yeah exactly the Astros acquire another relief pitcher, uh, Yami Garcia from the Marlins for Austin Pruitt, who I believe was DFA'd after. And then um, and outfielder Brian De La Cruz. Now, Garcia, I, what's, he, I believe he's been their closer for Miami, and Miami's had a ton of issues in the back end of their bullpen. Uh, you know, this offseason, I believe they signed Anthony Bass to be their closer, and it just yeah. – I believe from, like, the first series, the first series he blew two saves, and it was just, you know, continuing – like, it just didn't – it just it kind of sputtered – yeah, it just sputtered out of control for him. Um, and they gave but, him a pretty good deal, too. Yeah, yeah, they did, because he was the closer for the Blue Jays um, yeah. last year, and it's just – that's why bullpens are so fickle, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. – uh, Oh, yeah, definitely. We know here in Cleveland. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, Garcia, yeah, 15 saves on the year, 3.47 ERA and 39 relief appearances. Uh, De La Cruz, 24-year-old minor league outfielder, hitting 324 with 12 home runs and 66 games in AAA this year. So, you know what? If, you know, you're the Marlins, you're rebuilding, and we'll talk about that trade, uh, the trade they just made, trading their center fielder. Right. Maybe De La Cruz is a instant replacement. You bring him up, you see what you got for the next right. two months, and you know get him accustomed to major league pitching and all that stuff. Then next year he's hopefully maybe on your opening day roster and in patrolling the outfield for for the Marlins. A uh, nice thing about this Garcia is he's got three, four, seven ERA this year. Mm-hmm. You know his career ERA is? No, I do not. 3.41. So he's just constantly just right there. So you like when people say like you can't really put out there, you know what you're getting. Mm-hmm. You really do know what you're getting with Garcia. <laughs> yeah, you really do. Um, yeah. And he, again, he's been solid throughout his career. Um, yeah, seven years. Yeah, and again, another closer or another guy who can close and who did close this year. Yeah, Astros I think this is his first year of closing because he only has 17 career and 15 this year. So, but obviously, you look into this year, you know we can do it. So. Yeah, exactly. And you know that what that means is you have more guys in to use in high leverage situations. You know, right. if you want if you're the Astros, you can bring in Ryan Presley in the seventh inning in a oh, high leverage man. situation. Or Kendall Graveman. <laughs> yeah, or Kendall Graveman. Uh. And then you know, it's it's weirdly kind of setting up like the like the twenty sixteen Indians bullpen where yep. you have multiple guys that you could use in, in multiple different ways. Now I don't think anybody's Cody you know, as good as Andrew Miller and Cody Allen, uh, like they were those two years, but. No, incredible. Yeah, but, you know, for for whatever it's worth, you know, the Astros, man, they are. They'll build a unit. Yeah, they definitely are. And they're going to get Alex Bregman back. They're a scary team. They're a very scary team. Yeah, I think they're two games back or one game back now. The Giants are the best record in baseball. And really, and what's their – like I'm trying to think of their lineup. What what is their one, you know, question mark in their lineup? Maybe center field with Miles Straw, but he's kind of like yeah. But he gives he, you that like great Zim, defense. He gives you that great defense yeah. and that great. Speed. And in that lineup, it works. Yeah, because and, that, and but, that's what you got to do. But hell, you never know what. I mean, they're going to be super aggressive. But you, you could say catcher, I guess. Yeah, but I mean, 
you know, multi Maldonado is is very good defensively. So yeah, true. Whatever you get yeah. with him is is kind of like a Roberto Perez type thing. You just kind of deal right. with it offensively. He'll give you occasional power, but you know, really, as long like as he said, controls the backstop, you're good. Like the worst trick, like if if you're a contending team anywhere, the most scary trade potentially. Imagine Chris Bryant going to the Astros and oh. playing center field. That would be so stupid. That, it wouldn't even be fair. I mean, your worst hitter is Kyle Tucker, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. It's not Altuve anymore. He's been awesome. No, it probably 100% would be Tucker. Ma- yeah. And, uh, maybe and he's Correa, the one that's going to get been better. Struggling. Yeah. I mean, you have Brantley and Yuri Gurriel, like top in batting average. Alex Redman, even if you you know he's coming off injury, I mean, and right. it's just it, a Chris Bryant trade is for the Astros is literally a perfect fit because you could put him in at third until Bregman comes back, and then when Bregman comes back, guess what? He's your center fielder, and mm-hmm. he's and he's a good center fielder to where when you have Brantley in left who doesn't have the range like he once did, you know it it you know Bryant could I believe you know make up enough you know defensively for whatever you like having Brantley and left or or you're you were down Alvarez and left field Mm -hmm. so I agree that's just I just thought of that and just kind of scary um but talking about the A's and the Marlins really talking about the Marlins trading starting Marte to the A's for Jesus Lozardo a one-for-one deal wow 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 just what's your thoughts? I'll, I'll let you break this um, down. I mean, okay, for the A's, they get a really good center, really good off to play center. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And if you're an A's fan, you, you're you not mad about this deal. You're probably happy they went out and did what you wanted them to do. Um, so for the short term, you know what I mean? And I feel like that's the A's problem. They never look short term. They're always like a long term te- team. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they're like most of those fans are probably happy. But if you're a Marlins fan right now, you are jumping for joy. I know he had he, he, Jesus hasn't been who he normally is this year, who he could be, but uh, he's, he could be so good. And you get him, and you gave up a, what, a two month rental for him. Yep. Like that's, I mean, you the Marlins can't ask for anything better, in my opinion. No, you you really. And can't. now they have enough enough in that rotation that if they wanted to go get a bat next year in this offseason, they could easily. Oh yeah, easy. It's it's in it's. I mean, that's the first trade that I forgot her name, but I know she's the first female GM. Mm-hmm. That's her first like real trade, and she got an A plus in my book. Even if even if Jesus doesn't pan out to what you want him to be, that's still like a great trade. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, Lazardo has the the upside to be a number one uh, starting pitcher. Yeah, and you have yeah. him for the next four seasons. Starting next year, mm-hmm. and the second lot- he's like the sixth best on that rotation. That's the, that's the other thing too. <laughs> Trevor Rogers has been incredible this year, all star. Uh, uh, Pablo Lopez been great. Sandy uh, uh, El uh, El Contrano has been awesome. Uh, Sixto, I mean, he's been hurt, but he'll be back next year. You still yeah. have uh, you still have Cabrera in the minor leagues. I mean, they, he's, he's like he's in the game. He's gonna be amazing. Oh my god, dude! Like, that's, <laughs> your your starting rotation is six deep, and like you said, you could easily trade one of those one or two of those guys for for a top level 
outfielder or oh, yeah. a bat or wherever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It is just it's it's really insane. And if you have the Marlins, you gotta be stoked that because yeah. you knew you you knew Stony Marte wasn't gonna be uh, he wasn't gonna be on the Marlins next year. You weren't gonna re-sign him to to a long term deal. Um, and you knew that you you knew that you had to get something for him. Right. But you get Jesus Lazardo? What? Great trade. That's just, I mean, it's literally insane if you truly think about it, like that they mm-hmm. were able to get, because that's a, that's a, a grade A prospect in baseball, Jesus Lazardo. And he's played, and he's pitched pretty well in the major leagues. Um, for, again, for a two month rental from Starling Marte, that's <laughs> just insane. Insane. Let's see, the Brewers acquire infielder Eduardo Escobar from the Diamondbacks for infielder Cooper Hummel and infielder Alberto Caprina, I guess. I don't know. Escobar was in the final year of his uh, of his deal. So he was going to be a free agent anyway. One of those typical, you know, two-month rental type guys. And if you're the Brewers who, I mean, they've had – for as good as their pitching's been, their hitting has been super inconsistent. And to get Eduardo Escobar to play third base, switch hit, and bat in the middle of the lineup, uh, I think it'll um, – I mean, I think it's a perfect spot for the Brewers because that's exactly what they need. Their offense has been extremely inconsistent. Christian Yelich hasn't been what he has – you know, what he's been. Right. Um, and now he's on the COVID list, but he's been hurt all year. I mean, their pitching is literally carrying them. And as, like I said, as great as their pitching has been, their, their offense has just been very sus, well, to say the least. Yeah. And if you're the Diamondbacks, like, you get infield prospects or and, you know, hopefully they pan out. You know, mm-hmm. whatever whatever happens, happens. Like, whatever you get for Escobar is what you get for Escobar. So, so this is my favorite trade so far. Two reasons. One, I mean, remember the offseason? The Brewers might pick to win the division. Mm-hmm. I said they – and and they've been lighting it up with yep. a subpar offense, like you just said. So adding this guy to the lineup, scary good. Scary good. Great. Like you said, versatile. I mean, I the Willie Adamas trade is probably the – might be one of the best – probably the best trade of the season so far, obviously. Yeah. The way he's just lit up. and no, I would forgot about that trade, but, yeah. This is a great trade for them, and oh, it's it's such a good trade. I love it for them. Yeah, I mean it's a it's such a it's such a perfect trade for for the Brewers. You know they were in on uh, Justin Turner in the offseason. Um, it just it, it just fits a, a, per, a, a need that they have. Again, Escobar can play second. He could play third if you need to. He could play corner outfield. I don't think. I mean. The Brewers are kind of loaded at outfield, so I don't think they'll do that. But, you know, a switch hitter who could play second or third, I mean, he has 22 home runs this year. Like, what more can you ask for? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then the final trade, which just happened a little bit ago, the New York Yankees. They go out and they get Joey Gallo. I got a rant here for you. Now, before you rant, let's talk about. So let's see, they got what five guys back in the trade? Uh, I think it was four. That's how I looked. Four guys in the trade. Yeah, the highest I one had... being the fourth. They had a fourteenth, fifteenth, 
like 22nd, 28th of the Yankees, top 30. That's <laughs> that's um for Joey Gallo, man. Uh, that's something. Yeah. Joey Gallo, who he'll be a free agent at the end of next year. But... And they also got that jolt. They got that left-handed pitcher Rodriguez back too. Yeah. And the same deal. Yeah, so they just replaced Wilson. Uh, yeah, Justin Wilson for. Yeah. Gabe, go on. I'll let you have the floor. For this <laughs> it one. just it just, being the Indians fan. This is what upsets me about us. He, I know he's not controlled a long time, but they got him for this year and next. And they gave up not they didn't give up a top ten prospect. Like if you're Cleveland, you know what I mean. If you're Cleveland, yeah. what what what's what are we holding back here? What's the issue? Imagine going Joey Gallo playing right field for the Indians. Oh, it just it, uh, it, it, it just something that needs to happen, and it didn't, and it upsets me, especially now looking at this. At first, I was like, okay, the Yankees gave up a top 10, top five prospect. Nope. 14, 15, or 14, 15, 22, 28. Are you shitting me? Come on. Cleveland, be better. Okay, that's it. I'm sorry. We need to make but, a move. No, yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where, you know, so I believe when I first saw the trade, John Boy uh, had it to where the Yankees were giving up uh, Schmidt, who I think, believe is a top 10 prospect. Um, he ends up not even being in the trade. Who's uh, he was one of their top uh, right-handed pitchers, uh, you know, prospects. And you know, like you said, to to get Joey Gallo and to give up basically quantity over quality. Yeah, I just, I it just doesn't make much sense to me. Which really and just, maybe one of those guys hit for the Rangers. It just like I said, it just as an Indians fan seeing that deal upsets me. And I think seeing a lot of these moves like seeing the you know the gallo move you gotta look at last year and go the indians got what two top 10 prospects for mike clevenger yeah yep i mean they didn't i mean people were pissed off that they didn't get a top five but they got what number seven and number eight yeah yep for mike clevenger yet for joey gallo to go to the yankees joey gallo playing in New York, and that stadium, playing wherever he's playing. I mean, you could literally play him in – I mean, he probably doesn't play right field, but, I mean, you could put him in center if need be. You could put him in left field. You could put him in the corner infield if you wanted to. It's just – with his swing, I mean, that dude – that dude was going to hit 50 home runs regardless where he played. But now in New York right. – <laughs> Now? I mean, 50 is – that's 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 low bar. That's low mm-hmm. level, especially for yeah. next year. And the fact that they could easily pay him whatever they want yeah. going forward. There's a chance he he doesn't leave the Yankees for that's 10 what I years. Mean. That's what I mean. And it's just yeah. it's pretty insane to even think about. I mean, to have three of the top power hitters in baseball with Giancarlo Stanton, Joey Gallo, and uh, Aaron Judge. Mm-hmm. And Luke I mean, Voigt on yeah, that team too. And Luke Voigt. I mean – to run at a lineup with those four and all those four, you know, potentially playing actual positions in, in the field too. Yeah. I mean, cause you could easily put Joey Gallo in center field. I, I feel like you could. Oh yeah. hundred. I mean, I they mean, put Brett Gardner there, so you can easily put Joey Gallo there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but it's just, I mean, it's just insane that, you know, there was, there's the deal, you know, when we all saw it, we're like, uh, yeah, that's why they were clearing room, you know, yeah. on their 40 man. As soon as he got scratched, I was like, ah, here we go. 
Right. Because it was just like, man, you like I, I felt like if you were the Rangers, Joey Gallo was one of those guys where even though his play is inconsistent, and what I mean by that is like his average, you know, right. I feel like he's one of those guys where you could just, hey, let's sign this guy long term. He's our he's our guy. He's the guy everybody could go get their jerseys for and, you know, be happy with going forward. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, I, 100%. It's like well, how Even I feel with, suck. like, Even yeah, it's suck. like the Indians with Jose. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's like what the, like, what, uh, the Royals did this year with Perez. Even yeah. if they're not good, they gave that guy, what, five years this year? Yeah. He deserves it. He's the mm-hmm. face of the franchise. Mm-hmm. Even if you suck for five years, at least you have him. He'll bring fans in. He deserves it. And that's what teams should do. But they don't. But, yeah. Yeah, I can't. I 100% agree. Um, so that's recapping what has happened. Um, so let's preview what, or, you know, kind of preview, go on a limb about what we think is going to happen going forward, even though we're like an hour into this podcast already. <laughs> um, so, you go first. That's your, your prediction. Okay, so my, one prediction. my bold prediction, the Indians don't make a move for anybody. <laughs> all right is it is that weird that's not bold no that's how that's the feeling i'm getting now so it doesn't even oh, okay. Me so, say oh, like okay i thought sadly oh okay i thought it was gonna be like wait, wait really not even hernandez like nope not even hernandez yeah i feel it now i the fact that we don't we're not even hearing anything about any of our players is telling me that even though like and i was gonna bring this up talking about like giving a prospects for joey gallo if Joey Gallo is worth what? What did you say? They were the what, 14th, 15th, and 18th? Is yeah, what you said? 14th, 15th, 22, and 28. Yeah, so they're all right there. What is Brian Reynolds? What do you have to give up for Brian Reynolds? You That's don't what have, I mean. You shouldn't, you shouldn't have to give up number one or number two. No, no. You should be able to give up, like, I think you give up, like, a top 10 guy. Yeah, definitely. I would say, like, if I had a guess, I'll just, I'm, I don't know numbers, but I mean, mm-hmm. I would say you give up a top 10 guy, probably between 10 and 5, and then a guy that's in a top 20. Okay. And then probably another two guys that are, well, maybe another two guys that are top 20, and then another guy top 30. And then, like, I had Os- a guess. And then, like, Oscar and then, Mercado or something. Yeah, Mercado or Zimmer or somebody like that. Yeah. Yeah, I just, like that's what got me thinking throughout this entire day like all these prospects and you're just like wait a minute none of these like what would what would what would you have to give up for brian reynolds if you're if you're the twins what do you ask for buxton yeah the twins just lost all their with that gallo trade the twins like shit that's the one that's pissed like i just i i don't know man that is it's weird, right? It's definitely weird thinking about like these hypothetical trades. You know, if you're like Trevor Story, he gets moved somewhere. Yeah. I, I don't see the Ro- uh, the Rockies aren't re-signing him, so he he'll probably he'll be gone. He's he's a part of my bold prediction. Where does he go? Where do you think he goes? So my bold prediction, he goes to um, Oakland. Ooh. I think Oakland makes another trade. They trade for story. They gave, I think Oakland's looking right now, knowing that they just got a really good starting center fielder. Without, I know they gave up a really good player, but they didn't give up 
anybody in their prospect system, anybody in their farm system for them. Mm-hmm. I think they looking at that. They're like, let's go get Trevor Story, and I think the Oakland goes for it. That's interesting. So I that's my that bold game. one. I think Story to the A's. Yeah, I, dude, I didn't even think of that, but I like that deal a lot. Yeah. If you're Oakland, I mean, again, you're not going to resign him anyway, but this might be one of your last years of – I mean, we say that every year with Oakland, but it's like, you know, like, go get your guy. You know what I mean? Like, make a run. This is 100%. probably, this is probably the, the best that they're going to have for for a while now. Um, yeah, ooh, I, dude, I like that. Trevor Story to Oakland. I mean, he fits right in the middle of that lineup. You could hit him top three, easy. Yeah, I, yeah, I dig that. I dig that. Yeah, and then and who knows what they do with Elvis? Maybe Elvis gets shipped there too. But if he doesn't, he can set a team be like utility player. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I'm sure I'm sure Elvis Andrews could, if he wanted to, slide on over to second base. But Jed Lowry's been playing pretty good at second. Yeah, that's the thing with Oakland. Uh, we have a bunch of those guys who just slide wherever you want to put them. Yeah. <laughs> that's interesting. I didn't. I never. I didn't even think about Trevor Story to, to Oakland. Now I'm. Now I'm very intrigued. <laughs> I mean, because like looking at these other trades, Max Scherzer. Where do you think he goes? I I think he goes to the NL West. I, I think any of those three. I mean, I don't want to sound like that guy, but I don't know what team. But I think Giants, uh, Padres, or Dodgers get him. I think I, they're all, and I think I think the Hall is going to be enormous because those three teams are battling over him which it should yeah. be big yeah. i feel like the, it's just getting bigger i feel like if i'm washington i'm like hey los angeles uh Padres is offering the fifth best prospect mm-hmm. oh really we'll give you the fourth hey giants you know the Dodgers offered fourth like you know what i mean they have like all the leverage yeah if you're if you're the like i have a feeling he's gonna end up in san francisco okay i like that I have this week, and I feel like Joey Bart will be shipped to Washington. You know, because I, I believe Jan Gomes only has a good. I think he's either a free agent this year or next year. And okay. It's I don't think it's crazy money because that's what the Indians signed him for, so it's not like right. You know what I mean? It's not like an <laughs> no, like yeah. ungodly amount of money. Um, but Joey Bart, I mean, he's your everyday catcher for the next handful of years, because obviously, I mean, Buster Posey's had a resurgence and. I mean, crazy mm-hmm. what happens when top players finally get healthy. <laughs> right. He's been, you know, a crazy good player, all-star player now. Um, and it's crazy. He's still only, like, 32 years old. So he's not, like, completely over the hill. I think when they drafted Bart, they're like, all right, hopefully Buster Posey mm-hmm. goes to, to first base. But, I mean, he still has enormous value at catcher now. You know, I mean, especially now, even when he's hitting, you know, 300. Um, yeah, I, I feel like. If I were to guess, I, I think Max Scherzer goes to the Giants because I feel like the Giants are willing to give up someone like yeah. Joey Bart more than the Padres are willing to give up somebody like CJ Abrams or C- or, like or Mackenzie Gore. They don't um, give up either yeah. one. That's why I don't. That's why I don't think they get them. And I mean, there's also the you know question mark. Do you think Trey Turner gets moved? Ah. See, it's it's weird now because of the COVID situation. Yeah, but I mean, if if he's, I don't, if he's back in a couple of days or right, you 
Well, that's the thing. I don't know how like they do it now. I don't know if he's vaccinated. I don't know how that works. You know what I mean? And I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to like, figure out if he's vaccinated. That's up to him. Yeah. But it's like I don't know how all that shit works now. But if Turner gets moved, I mean, that'll just be such. First off, you're going to be heartbroken, but yeah, it's going to be such a. And like, no, Javi Baez. There's like th- there's th- there's a legitimately three really good shortstops. Top what seven shortstops in the league? Top yeah. five maybe. Yeah. You could say yeah, yeah. Story Baez and Turner all on the move maybe. Yeah. It's, it's crazy to think about. And I'll, honestly, Oakland get any three of them, but I think it's story. But imagine Turner with Oakland. Oh, God. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know if the Giants have the prospects to get both Trey Turner and Max Scherzer. Well, with the trades going on, they might. Yeah, Shit. yeah, with, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's the, the other crazy thing. I mean, that that's really put a damp, well, not a damper, but just like a giant, you know monkey wrench into these trade talks and these weird hypotheticals is you know teams are and I think it's because of last year not having that full minor league uh you know season to like scout guys where teams would rather take on you know maybe four or five guys over one top 10 prospect you know thinking that hey we could catch lightning in the bottle with one of these lower level prospect guys um they become maybe very good starters for our team and then maybe one of these extra guys can become a contributor at some point right right no you're 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 right and that's what that's what's crazy about it it's like i don't know when i heard trevor like for like like we already said when i heard gallo was on the move i thought immediately top five prospects like I thought top five prospect, and honestly, I thought Clint Frazier was going to be the deal. So oh, yeah, I was way off. Yeah, you would have thought that like legitimate guys, like MLB players, would be yeah on the move too, like like a Clint Frazier or a um or a, um uh, Andrew Har or somebody like that. Mm-hmm. You know, just to like fill in those spots for for the Rangers, but no, it's no, yeah. And kudos to the Yankees. That's a good deal for them. And yeah, that's yeah. really – I mean, I hate it because I hate the Yankees, but, I mean, it's a good deal when they – Yeah, oh, I mean, if you're, if you're able to get – if you're able to get Joey Gallo, like, basically for anybody. I mean, everybody would love Joey Gallo on their team. But right. for the Yankees to get him – again, for that ballpark, it's just – he's perfect, obviously, for many reasons. But then you only have to give up two top 20 prospects and then – like you said, number 22 and number 26 or 28. I mean, it's just. It's yeah, it's just unfair. Insane. It's unfair. It really is unfair. I mean, because again, the, you think of the Rangers and you just don't think, hey, this team is going to sell to the extent that, like, that they have. You know what I mean? Right. No, yeah, 100%. And that's, and I, I, I find it interesting. Like, I feel like either. The Yankees are the only team, and everyone's lied about like the Padres are in there too, because there's no way that the bidding war came to that. That was the best deal. Yeah, I just it's, it was just insane. Like to yeah. even think about it, I just it doesn't it just doesn't make sense. Um, so talking about the Indians before we wrap this up. No, I said my. Kind of weirdly bold prediction was they were gonna kind of stay in pet. Uh, you and you kind of hinted that you agreed with that. Um, do you still do you still think so? Yeah, I think I think so. My whole thing, I think it is they either go big, okay, and go get a guy like Reynolds, okay, 
or they keep it small and do nothing. Or, and I know there's just three ors. The only move I see them making now, if they don't get Reynolds or anything, I think there's still a chance they trade just Hernandez. I think Hernandez is still like just showing teams what he can do. So I think that there's a chance just late, late Friday or early Friday, some of the teams just comes in asking what the price is Hernandez and he could get moved. But outside of that, I don't, like, I don't know who wants Shaw. You can't trade Eddie Rosario. You know what I mean? No. So I don't see any, well, if, like I said, either big or they'd get rid of Hernandez or nothing. I mean, they could, I mean, they could, they could trade Eddie Rosario, I think. Yeah. I don't know how that works. I know in like, I don't know how if you, how you can trade it. I don't know. Like well, the, I think because he's it just he goes through meta reports. Yeah, I mean, I think I think they just have to activate him from the DL and then trade him. Okay, you know, he's he's been past the ten days. So oh, okay, yeah. So yeah, I mean, Eddie Rosario could trade. I just don't. Whatever we do, it's either going to be really small or really big. There's not going to be like a medium sized trade. If that makes sense. Yeah. Do, you, what do you want to happen? I want them to go get Reynolds. It's my dream. I want them to get Reynolds. I really want them to get rid of Hernandez. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to say it. I know that he just hits nukes now. It's just I'm so tired of his defense. <laughs> I know he makes good plays. And I'm so tired that he doesn't get on base. And I get it. I know. The guy he's at 18 home runs, missiles now. Dude, I know. He hits where'd piss that come missiles. from? It just, he's a leadoff hitter, and he gets on base once a game, and it's over the fence. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, like, I just set him up for that. Like, literally, yeah. I just threw him that meatball. Like, what do you uh, want to happen? Yeah. It's like, what do you think? What do I want him gone. I want Brian Reynolds playing center field in a leadoff. Okay? Yeah. Is that too much to ask? Yeah. For four, the next four to five years, that's what I want. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> what, what if they just... Do nothing? Yeah. What if they just do Such nothing? a guardian thing to do. Oh, now it's a guardian thing. <laughs> I love it. See, my no. If they do and, nothing, I'm just used to it. That's what's happened. And this was my rant about you know the because I went to the game Saturday and then literally right after the game, uh, was it John Morosi was just like, "Hey, the Indians are 500. Teams are gonna be calling for Jose Ramirez," and it yes, was I just know. like I was gonna throw up thinking about that trade. Like I people. Wanted, I yeah. was gonna throw up. It's like no one understands Cleveland unless you're from here. They're not trading. Like, they, they, do they not, not look at like how we trading. do how we do moves? Yeah, they're not trading to a guy who's only getting paid like ten million dollars. The best third baseman in baseball getting paid ten million dollars for the next two years. Yeah, they're not getting yeah. rid of that. It's yeah, not he, happening. I yeah. don't care how you know how weird of a year this has been when it comes to injuries for this team. It's just it's right. just not gonna happen. Because what's mm-hmm. going to happen is next year when everybody gets healthy and they are, they in, you know increase the payroll to some extent, who knows if it's $20 million or, or $25, $30 million, because they're already at like 40 right now. So even bumping it up to 20 is literally nothing up to 60. I mean, it's, it's really nothing. There's right now, you're right. Bottom five in baseball. Um, but it just, it just doesn't make any sense. And, and like I said, unless the Indians are going to Indians one more time and trade Jose Ramirez, trade a fan favorite one more time before they change their name, just one more time, rip off, rip out the hearts of all the fans. I just don't see nope. it happening. <laughs> I agree with you. Again, again, this 
in not trading him and re-signing him, this is the the Guardians, whatever the fuck you want to call them, the Indians Guardians. This is their one chance, their one chance to rebrand their entire their their entire you know vibe as an organization. They could easily, easily re-sign or sign an extension to Jose Ramirez and go, the Indians of the past is done with. We aren't trading your your favorite player. Even if it's complete bullshit. Even if right. like in three years they they trade Jose Ramirez and have to pay like $10 million of that contract. Even if they had to do that. Okay. Just re-signing Jose Ramirez to a five to seven year deal when he's 30, 31 years old, you know, he's our guy. He is the guardians. When you think of the Cleveland guardians, you think of Jose Ramirez. This God is, damn right. It is, it is, the, it is right. It is on a platter for the, for the ownership to just sign off on. Yeah. It is right there because like I said, the Indians of the past would have traded away your favorite player. But the Guardians, we resign your favorite player. You can go out and get a Guardians jersey and not think that in three years they're going to get traded. I agree. I love this guy. That 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 little five minute speech right there was the best thing you did this whole podcast. <laughs> I don't know. Is that a compliment or an insult? I don't really know. It's a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds as I said that that sounds really bad. I didn't mean to yeah, oh yeah, the, the the last hour and fifteen minutes has been just utter garbage. But that last five minutes, man, that's been that was just perfect. Just perfect. <sighs> okay, so we talked all the other trades. We talked what the Indians may or may not do, what they should or shouldn't do. Um I, I think that's it. Is there anything you want to talk about before uh we kind of let the trading deadline go through and then recap it on the on the flip side of the trading deadline yeah no i just like like you said in two days we're gonna record another one on saturday so get ready for that guys and that's gonna go with the rest of the deals that happened so get really happy that we got brian reynolds yeah but uh yeah that'd be awesome get ready for be on the watch out for that and i hope you guys all enjoyed the episode yeah, the, it's a very fun and at, le- at least the last, you know, at least Gabe said the last five minutes was really good. Like, okay, it came out bad. I can't. I can't. I can't uh, the last hour and a fifteen minutes. If you if you even made it this far to uh, the best part of the podcast. <laughs> God damn it! He goes, oh, that's the best part of the podcast. It came out bad. Shut up! Shut up! Unbelievable. This is this is awful. I'm I'm just, just so, just you know what? At this point, you know, if the Indians traded Jose Ramirez, you know, I'll make sure the next episode. I'll make sure that the next episode is just me ranting for an hour and a half. How about that? And the entire hour and a half will be the great. It will be the greatest podcast in the history of podcasts. I just want you to know that. I appreciate it. I'm really crying. (laughs) (laughs) 
or hopefully, they tra- <laughs> hopefully, or hopefully they trade for Brian Reynolds and we're both happy and it'll just be a mediocre podcast. Oh my but God. hey, overall, the baseball team is doing well. The podcast might suck, but hey, at least what we get to watch every single day is better than what people listen to for an hour and a half every week. <laughs> Thank you all. You can follow Gabe on Twitter at YanaIsGabe13. That's Y. A N E Z Gabe and then that's G A B E one three. You can follow him on Twitter at Yanez Gabe one three. And you can follow me on Twitter at Caitlin OCLE. That's Caitlin K A T L A N Nose K N O W S C L E. Whether you're listening to this on Crunch Time with Caitlin or Lead Off Talk, a baseball podcast, uh, I hope you enjoyed. And like I said, we will be back with the recap of the trading deadline in the next couple of days. So stay tuned for that. And as always, take it easy.